0: Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical, one step at a time, with magic that works. What's up, witches? Welcome to Magic School. I'm your host, Furvain Blah, 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 blah. Seriously, though, I wear kind of a lot of witch hats. I usually do a pretty long introduction, Um. I wrote some books. One's about runes. One's about essential oil magic. I run this thing called Oil Coven with a bunch of my boss-ass witchy friends. Um, I host a podcast. Hello. I <laughs> am a divinatory coach. I'm a singer-songwriter. Like I said, I wear a lot of hats. I talk about them a lot. If you want to hear more about it, listen to another episode, especially one of the last two episodes. And, um, well, yeah, it's like, the 29th right now but if you are listening to this right now and you would like a divinatory coaching session with me i am still offering 20 percent off all coaching sessions for the new year as long as you purchase them before the end of this year and the code that you need to do that is 2022 let's go 2022 let's go all caps um and that is at vervainandtheroses.com. You can read all about my services there. And I would love to work with you. If you want to do a year ahead reading together, like what I did on episode eight, we can do that. Also, like, we don't have to do that, like, for, like, I feel like starting in January, going through the end of the year is a really cool time to do that. But you can do it at your birthday. You can do it any time of year. Um, and we can do any kind of reading you want it can be that sort of thing it can be other sorts of things i just want to help you make your life better and live more magically and joyfully and uh yeah so that's what i do and that's part of why i'm hosting this podcast so uh we're gonna talk about magic that hopefully will help you make your life better and more magical and more joyful and more awesome and uh yeah that's so that's me Hi, how are you? (laughs) Um, And uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome. Welcome to Magic School. Um, Today's episode of Welcome to Magic School is first. I'm going to be doing something a little different today, as you may be noticed. I'm challenging myself to see how short I can make this episode and still talk about all the things that I want to talk about. So, forgive me if I talk a teensy, weensy, tiny bit fast, and please tell me if I'm talking too fast, or if you don't care if the episodes are three hours long, or whatever. Let me know what you think. I want to know what you think. I always want to know what you think. Please tell me what you think. Um, Okay, so, today's episode of Welcome to Magic School, besides being an experiment in speed, is also our second episode on various aspects of manifestation magic, And today we're going to be talking about sacrifice. Yes, specifically, we're going to be talking about the ubiquity and inescapability of sacrifice. It is all around us all the time. You cannot escape it. Um, We're going to talk about the importance and necessity of sacrifice in magic and what on earth it has to do with manifestation in the 21st century when we do not exactly, uh, you know, Human and animal sacrifices, which I feel like are a lot of are what a lot of people think of when we say sacrifice. Um, you know, that's not really too popular anymore, which is, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that outcome. <laughs> um, but so, but I, I, I really do believe that sacrifice is still important, or I wouldn't be doing an entire episode about it. So, we're going to talk about why I think it's important. Um, and we're going to dip very briefly into the rune now, these uh, as briefly as I can, which can teach us a lot about this sort of thing. Um, and perhaps if you like that, we can go a little deeper with some manifestation runes on a future episode. Dun, 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 dun. So before we get into today's lesson, let's review our previous lesson's homework. And uh, we're actually going to review kind of some stuff from the last two episodes uh, because the last one was kind of a lesson and kind of a practice slash demonstration. Uh, The last episode, episode nine, was my, like, the wheel turns again. Uh, It was my year ahead reading for 2022. So I pulled 12 tarot cards and 12 runes uh, to read my year ahead with the promise that as the year goes on, I'm going to be checking back in with you guys on this podcast, reflecting on How those, how that, how the cards and runes that came up in that reading are kind of playing out and showing up in my life throughout the year. So, uh, well, let's talk about that. So, I drew for Capricorn season, which we are in right now. It's still kind of early Capricorn season. I drew the Ten of Cups and I drew Othala. And I talked about that a lot on the last episode. If you want to know more about what I thought that meant, Um, but I have been living into that um specifically i mean i i took i did go spend christmas with my in-laws with my husband's family which i guess is technically now my family um <laughs> uh <laughs> and um yeah it was it was it was an exercise in rest and relaxation which i'm really not very i was gonna say i'm really not very good at it but i feel like that's kind of reinforcing the pattern of not being good at it so let me alter that phrase and say that um i have a history of sacrificing self-care of sacrificing rest and relaxation of sacrificing sleep um for things that seem to matter more to me in the short term, like putting out podcast episodes or plotting out plotting out plans for fantasy novels I may or may not ever write uh, until six in the morning before I go to sleep. Yeah, that was my last night. How are you? How have you been? How- when was the last time that you stayed up all night? writing about things that have no bearing on your day-to-day life. Anyhow, um, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> kind of a different sort of get to know you today. So, um yeah, I have I did, you know, I did really put the phone down and walk away from my personal homework you know i walked away from my house that needs attention and i walked away from my podcast and i walked away from oil coven you know we even canceled oil coven boss Witch office hours this week we usually have office hours every week um to like plan our upcoming events and stuff and we canceled it this week because christmas and yule miss and solstice and all the all the happy fun holiday things and I think we all spend a lot of time with our family, which which is a lot of what the Ten of Cups and Othala are about. So that's how that's going for me. I want to make sure that as I move through the rest of Capricorn season that I'm getting really good, that I'm, that I'm making time, because time goes so fast, that I'm making time, setting aside time, planning for time to really engage with my house. I feel like Ten of Cups and Othala are also really like, home safe enclosure uh you know shelter home they're really home uh omens they're not both cards and they're not both runes i don't know what to say um they really both have a lot to do with home though and my home is a mess and needs a lot of help and i need to give it that help And uh, I think I even actually have some friends who are actually willing to help me with my home, but I need to actually ask for their help and plan for time to uh, deal with these problems. So that's something that I really want to make sure I fit in uh, before Capricorn season is gone. We'll talk again next week about that. Um, As for our homework review from episode eight, I believe, which was the one about how good is your word, um, which was our Manifestation Magic Part 1. So if you haven't listened to that one, that is like, well, you can totally benefit from this episode without listening to that episode. But if you're interested in Manifestation Magic at all, like I'm starting with the most important things <laughs> and, and moving on to the next most important things. So um, at least as far as I know and as far as I see it. I don't know how good I'm going to be doing at this whole really fast really short episode thing so um oh i wanted to share with you so we were talking about like language upgrades and i just wanted to share with you something else that i've been working on with my words lately is the word just um specifically you know saying like oh i'm just doing this or i'm just doing that or i'm just trying to help um abigail my friend abigail who i'm hoping we will get um we will make time not get or find or or happen upon time but i'm i'm hoping that we can make time uh rather soon to record an episode together specifically about some conscious language upgrades that we have made and 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 or that she has made or you know that either of us have made um i've learned so much from her and i would love to share so much of it with you so um like and subscribe or (laughs) that's a youtube thing um subscribe, rate and review. That's what I'm supposed to say for for podcasts. Subscribe, rate and review. It's a whole new this whole podcasting thing. It's a whole new territory for me. Like I feel like you're also you're supposed to act like a professional, you know, um <laughs> the whole time, but like and I'm I'm trying to make this as professional for you as possible. I want this to be a really good quality podcast, but also I am super new to this. I really have no idea what I'm doing yet. So please have grace. Uh but yeah, what was I supposed to say again? Subscribe, rate, and review, please, if you want to see Abigail on here teaching about conscious language with me. So, just is one of the words that she's been enlightening me about or with regard to. And um, I've, I've really realized I, I do use the word just a lot to justify and it minimizes uh, I, I, a lot, especially women, a lot of us use a lot of extra words to make ourselves smaller, to make ourselves optional, to make ourselves convenient. And I want to do less of that. I mean, I don't want to like specifically inconvenience anyone with my words, but I just, I want to stop minimizing myself all the time, you know? And so when I say, oh, I was just trying to help... It's like I, I don't know, it, it has a lot less power than I was trying to help or I'm trying to help you. Um, I think about like if you have you seen uh The Lord of the Rings, the fell in the Fellowship of the Ring, when Gandalf asks Bilbo for the ring in the Shire at the very beginning, and Bilbo gets really angry and he's like, Oh, you're trying to rob me. You're like you're you're gets paranoid that he's like trying to steal the ring from him for his own personal benefit or whatever and Gandalf pulls on this like towering presence and kind of becomes this like great towering shadow and he's like yo I'm not trying to rob you I'm trying to help you and those sentences have so much power and can you just imagine if instead of that moment that performance Gandalf had just been like Dude, I'm, I'm not trying to rob you. I'm just trying to help you. I'm just trying to help. I was just trying to help. I don't know. It feels less forceful. So that's something that I've been noticing in my language is the overuse of the word just. And maybe you'll hear it later on this episode. So that's something that I'm paying attention to and working to rather than to minimize myself through my speech, I'm working to minimize my use of the word just in contexts where it might have the effect of minimizing my presence and my power. So there's that. Um, Also, if you are somebody who finds yourself interested in manifestation magic or interested in planning your year ahead, I just want to remind, I just, I just want to remind you. No, see, it's like, it's like an excuse, like, I just want to remind you, like, no, it's my podcast. I have a right to talk about whatever I want. So I want to remind you, I want to remind you. That on January 21st, I'm hosting a vision board night on the Oil Coven Discord. It is for members only, but it's so easy to become a member. Um, you can click in the show notes all about like joining Oil Coven. There's a bunch of info down there if you want to find more information. But we're just a bunch of fun witchy folk uh, who get together online to make magic and learn about plant magic. And uh, it's just good times. So we're going to be gathering in our Discord server on the video chat feature to make vision boards together that evening so the evening of january 21st it's gonna be around seven texas time but uh you know good times good times love to see you there um i would love to have some new folks join us it's gonna be a ton of fun and uh, we're gonna make vision boards and then you're gonna have a vision board for 2022 to to help you hold the vision of 2022 throughout the year and it's gonna be fantastic it's gonna be great so without further ado that's it for the homework Without further ado, let's get into today's lesson. Dun, da, da, da. So, what do I mean sacrifice? What do I mean when I talk about the ubiquity and inescapability of sacrifice? And can we get some like minor key, low note music here? Um, thank you. Okay, so so we are constantly making sacrifices literally all The time. Like you're never not doing it. To make a sacrifice, and I'm actually remembering that when I originally wrote these notes, I wrote, to make a sacrifice is just to blah, 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 blah. And then I rewrote it and I took out the just. So to make a sacrifice is to give something up for the sake of something else. That's it. To give up one thing for the sake of another. So, for example, how is this happening all the time? all around you in every aspect of your life i'll tell you so one we sacrifice money every time we make a purchase or pay rent or if we like drop a coin and we don't go get it to save time we're sacrificing that money to time you know for in exchange for time right um we sacrifice time also we sacrifice time to all sorts of things if you spend time doing you are spending just like you spend money you spend time we all have limited amounts of time, and we spend it, and you get to choose how you spend it, and, and you have to spend it also. You can't save it. Unlike with money, you literally cannot save time. It is an ever-flowing currency, and so you are constantly sacrificing your time to whatever you're doing with that time, whatever... The stuff that you're doing with that time is for, is building up towards, that's what you're sacrificing to. And uh, we also, we sacrifice certain opportunities when we take advantage of others. You know, we take a certain job, we we move into a certain house. And every time we make a choice, we choose one of the options over the others. In other words, we are sacrificing the potentiality. We are sacrificing potential we're sacrificing a much greater potential for what could be in order to actually act on one of the potential futures and and that is something that pained me philosophically for a very long time uh well i mean okay it still pains me but i'm i'm a little bit over it or at least i've accepted it i'm in the acceptance stage so (laughs) Um, But there was was a long period of time where I was just like, I just really want to be able to live a quantum... Like, I really just want to be able to do... To live like an electron and be in all the places at the same time and have all the jobs at once and study all the classes at college and major in all the degrees and, like, date all the guys and, like, have all the different possible lives and futures. Like, I I don't want to pick just one, you know? I... Because anything that I pick, it it, it feels like saying, no, I don't want those other things. And, well, it it kind of is. It kind of is. And I think it's also important to note that, like, you can absolutely do more than one thing with your life. Uh, We just can't really do more than one thing well at once. And I don't mean in one day or in one year or in one week. I mean... In one moment, you know, at one time. Like, how well can you really... How do I say this? Focus is required to do anything well. Really well, you know? So, if we refuse to choose one thing to focus on, saying no, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on these eight things. Let me just read you this actually before I prattle on. So I was gonna wait to get later on, but there's no reason to wait. I want to talk about the rune now these and I want to read to you part of the section on the rune now these from my book Modern runes because I think that this is a rune that has a lot to do with sacrifice and 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 the idea of sacrifice and i think it's going to explain a little bit about the connection between sacrifice and manifestation and i think that may already be becoming clear because as i said like anytime we make a choice anytime we choose one thing we're saying no to other things we're sacrificing those other possibilities and that is a sacrifice in order to allow the one thing that we do choose to manifest in our lives. And maybe if it's an easy choice, if it's something you just say, Oh yeah, I'll do that. And I don't mean that it was an easy choice to make, but like once you make the choice, the the next step comes easy. You know, if that's the case, it can feel like it's not a real like quote unquote manifestation, right? Like you didn't have to manifest it. You just chose it and it happened. Well, (laughs) <laughs> that is a manifestation. It was just an easy manifestation. You chose it and then it happened. And I think I think a lot of manifestations could be so easy if we didn't make things so hard for ourselves. But I don't know because I am also on the crew of people who can often tend to make things hard for myself. Um, and that's something that I would really like to change in, in the now. I would, that's something I'd really like to change right now. Not in the future. Um, also in the future. But also right now. I would like to not be a victim of self-sabotage and I would also like to not be a perpetrator of self-sabotage. So self, if you can uh, hook that up, that'd be really cool. Thanks. So, now these. Now these, uh, if, if you're not familiar with it, visually, it's a vertical line and it's got a shorter... Line crossing it at a slightly downward diagonal angle. Um, and it's, it's, I think of it, and I, I think there are certain scholarly <laughs> reasons to, to back this up or support this idea that pictographically now these depicts, um, two sticks being like rubbed against each other to create a spark. Um, because one of the things that Nadi's refers to is the need fire, which we'll talk about in a bit. So <laughs> let, me, let me read you this excerpt here. Nadi's is literally need and necessity. It is the need to sacrifice, the need to level up, the need to act. When everything is at stake and the question is posed, do you have what it takes? Can you do it? Nadi's answers through your lips, I must. I have to. I asked my runes how to balance my umpteen priorities, and now these said, You can't. Pick three. It is a simple truth about space time and the human brain that we can really only focus on one thing at a time. Often, we have to sacrifice something for something else to move forward. I asked the runes to hold my hand and make my challenges easy, and now these said, The challenges don't get easier you just get stronger. Sometimes you have to level up to move forward. It takes focus, energy, raw materials, and physical labor for wood to catch a spark and make a flame. Likewise, there is a cost for your ascension, and you must pay it in your own blood, sweat, and tears. I asked the runes what would happen if I failed, and Nadi said, you must not fail. If Naldi's comes up when asking about alternative options, it may mean there is no other way. I asked the runes, I know what the next step is, but how do I actually take it? And Naldi's said, You'd better figure that out, and quick. Necessity is, after all, the mother of invention. Like Scold, the Norn of the future and of that which should be, Naldi's governs the necessary consequences of past actions and events. In a reading now these indicates that whatever it refers to is not optional but necessary. So I want to talk also about the idea that well, hmm, no, let's not talk about the idea that necessity is the mother of invention. Let's leave our review of Plato's Republic for a future episode on which we discuss runes for manifestation magic. And let me make a note to myself, actually, to do a future episode about runes for manifestation magic. So everyday sacrifice, that's that's but it it is something that we do every day, whether we think about it or not. And I think it's 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 interesting. So so the point is that the question here is not is sacrifice still relevant to my life? Is sacrifice still relevant to magic and ritual? Or should I include sacrifices in my magical practice? Because you are already making sacrifices every single day. And yes, you can choose to ritualize the sacrifices or not to ritualize them, but whether you ritualize them formally or not, or you, it is to your benefit both magical and mundane to consciously evaluate the sacrifices that you're making so instead of the questions of like is sacrifice relevant should i do it um the the questions that you should be asking i believe are what am i sacrificing and what am i sacrificing it to or for so what are you sacrificing your time your resources your energy your money your passions your callings your truth, your authenticity, your happiness, your joy, family, friendship, self-care, sleep. I sacrifice a lot of sleep. I know I do. Um, I'm not super proud of it, but I, I, I know that I, I sacrifice a lot of sleep. It's um as much as I know that it's important, I can't it's it's really difficult for me to convince my brain that it's more important than whatever creative project I'm in the middle of at 3 a.m. every morning. So that's, uh, I definitely sacrifice a lot of sleep and rest and self-care to creative projects. I sacrifice order to creative projects. um, And I would love to talk about the relationship, I think, between like chaos and order and creativity and Odin and Loki. So ask me about that if you want to hear me talk more about that. I think that would be a fun thing to talk about on another episode. Um so 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 those are the questions, right? What are you sacrificing? Like what what do you wish you had in your life that you don't? And is it something that you've been like quote unquote unable to manifest so far or unwilling to manifest or just like haven't done it yet or is it something that you've been sacrificing so to to give you an example for for example if i say man like i really want more quality time with my husband well is that something that i need to manifest like i need to put on my vision board quality time with my husband well actually That would be a good thing to put on a vision board, you know, as a reminder, like, hey, this is, you said this was important to you. I'm reminding you that this is important to you as your vision board (laughs) so that you can make time for this in your life. So so in that sense, I I think it can be something that you manifest, but it's also like another way to look at it is, well, what, like what has to go? Because there's a limited amount of time. In each day and in each week and in each hour and everything. So, so the question really is like, if I'm, if you're going to put more of something in, what are you going to take out? And I think another way to look at it is so, so, so the one way to look at it is, is if you are wanting to put in more. If I, for example, am wanting to put in more quality time with my husband, well, what am I going to take out? What am I willing to take out? Am I willing to, you know, go down to recording my podcast only every other week to get, you know, a couple a couple hours a week back that I could put to something else? Um, no, not really. I'm not really willing to do that right now. Am I willing to um, change my schedule around at work? Mm, no. <laughs> I'm 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 not really willing to do that for a lot of complicated reasons um that I'm not going to go into on this podcast. So the the truth is that I'm I'm making I'm what I'm actually doing right now at least in this example is like I'm actually sacrificing quality time with my husband in order to have a very consistent um work schedule in order to you know continue to work the shift that I like to work in order to continue working on all of the projects that I consider important. Um, I, you know, I do sacrifice quality time with my family. I sacrifice quality time with my friends. I sacrifice sleep to those other projects and to those other those other choices. Um, And and you know you could you could go deeper as well you could go layers deeper and say well okay if i'm choosing to spend this time working this job why am i doing that like what am i actually sacrificing to am i is it am i just sacrificing my time and energy to the corporate gods the gods of corporate america the ghost of corporate future or am i ghost of corporate future um or (laughs) am i sacrificing my time and energy to something more personal to something greater and i think that's that's a question that we each have to ask ourselves right is like what what are you doing with your time why is it important Is it what you really want to be doing with your time? Because you have a choice. You always have a choice, right? And that's something that I think as witches, as practitioners of magic, we have to accept is that we always have a choice and the choice may not always be easy and the choice may not always be fun or it may be the case that there is really only one even barely acceptable option and all of the other options are way worse and truly terrible and not even worth in considering not even worth considering. So it looks on the surface of things like there is no choice because there is only one obvious choice that you would ever make. But the truth is, you do have a choice. And for me at least, knowing that I have a choice and that you know, I I do choose whatever it is that I choose, um just reminding myself of my own agency helps me to be much more grateful for what I have and where I am and, and to be much more happy and content with my situation. I wouldn't say satisfied. I'm not really even sure that ha that content is the right word. Um, at peace, perhaps um, is a better word, better phrase to be more at peace with my situation. Yes. Um, Cause they're well enough about me. So ask yourself these questions. That's what I really want you to do. And this is your homework, by the way. I'm going to tell you right now, this is your homework, is to ask yourself these questions. What are you sacrificing? And what are you sacrificing it to? And then ask yourself if there's anything that you want to change about that. Is there anything like, for example, (laughs) are you sacrificing large amounts of time and energy to Mark Zuckerberg? (laughs) Is that something that you want to do? Are you sacrificing large amounts of time and energy to um, games? And is that something that you want to do? Or to certain TV shows? And is that something that you want to do? Um, and 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 it may be that that certain amounts of these are things that we want to do. That they rejuvenate us, or inspire us, or comfort us, or help us re- recharge um, in ways that other things don't necessarily. And, and that can be really positive. We can have really positive relationships with a lot of these things. Um, but we can also have really negative relationships with a lot of these things. And I think it's just interesting how we can move through our lives on autopilot, on cruise control, you know, just doing, going through the motions and, and doing the same things that we always do. And I don't know if you're like this, but I will find that if I pick up my phone, to go like check the cooking time on a recipe or something um often once my phone is in my hand my thumb will just like automatically open either like instagram or my gmail or my texts or something like that and i'll just find myself like scrolling and then I'll have this moment where I'm like, no, this is not what we came here to do. Like, you're being distracted. Put the phone down. And I'll put the phone down. And it's like, damn, I needed the fucking cooking temperature. I got to put the phone back up because I need, because I need to check the recipe. I pick up the phone again. Maybe I check the recipe. I fix it. My phone's still in my hand. My thumb immediately is going to automatically go back to Instagram. It can even, I can even shut off my phone, like have my phone in my hand shut down the screen, like put it to sleep or whatever. And then without even thinking about it, just find my thumb automatically opening Instagram back up. And like that is, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like the idea that there are things that I do automatically that don't serve my higher self. And I want to stop doing those things. (laughs) And it would be one thing if I was like, automatically by habit without even thinking about it, like opening Instagram to like connect with a bunch of people and like build relationships. But that's not what I'm doing, right? It's it's, I'm opening it and scrolling it. And that is the wrong kind of sacrifice for me at least. And that is not a sacrifice that I want to be making. And I want to prevent myself from sacrificing too much of my time to the doom scroll. And I want to actually I want to spend more time um, actively connecting with people on social media. So so I actually do want to continue spending time on Instagram. I would just I would really like to work on like re sacrificing that time to building relationships rather than sacrificing that time to selling my own eyeballs uh on behalf of other people because i'm not making the money (laughs) i'm selling my like my eyeballs are being sold as i scroll but i'm not profiting so that's fun um yeah something that that stuck with me a while ago is this idea that like if it's free if the service is free you're the product and uh it's a Make you think. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to think about. I feel like it's something I sort of take for granted now. So, sacrifice. You're going to ask yourself these questions. What are you sacrificing? What are you sacrificing to or for? And is there anything that you want to change about that? So, let's talk also about ritualizing sacrifice and about putting us in a specifically magical context because everything that we've talked about so far can be applied to the magic goal for sure can be applied to magical workings absolutely um but also is is definitely already there in everyday life whether you do magic or not you're making sacrifices to something of something to something else for the sake of something else and um that's i think it's just that as as Witches, as magic makers, we have a responsibility to be aware and conscious, and um, uh, of what sacrifices we're making, and to to make them on purpose, basically to make as many of them as possible on purpose for reasons that serve our highest potential. So, so a, a couple things to think about. Um, One, I have here in my notes this idea that like every no holds the space for the perfect yes. And I think this is really important in manifestation because it's really easy when we say, okay, I'm manifesting this to then think that everything that comes at us that shows up in our life that looks even vaguely like that thing that we're manifesting it's, it's easy to get attached to possibilities and to think, oh, I, you know, I was manifesting a healthy romantic relationship and here's this guy that I met the next day, he must be the one. And it's like, y'all are not compatible. <laughs> y'all have nothing in common. This is not gonna work. But you get attached to the idea because, well, you're supposed to be manifesting this guy and then he showed up so he must be the guy right but i think the universe sends us a lot of things that look kind of like what we want but aren't exactly what we want as a way of of communicating with us you know we have an opportunity it's think of think of a manifestation like you're commissioning a piece of art from the universe The universe is the artist and you are commissioning the universe to create a future reality for you or perhaps a present reality for you. And um, the universe sends you, you know, its first try and it's like, hey, what about this? Is this it? Is this what you meant when you said that you wanted X, Y, Z? And then you have the opportunity to be like, hell yeah, this is exactly what I meant. Oh my gosh, you did such a perfect job. Thank you so much. Or to be like that is kind of what I meant in these ways and then kind of not what I meant in these other ways and you're you're close, but this is there's some reasons that this is not going to work for me. This is not what I actually wanted. I'm going to have to say no. And I've actually had this like happen way more with like furniture than with dudes. I don't know why. I I always feel like I'm always bringing up like jobs or romance um, when I talk about like examples for magic and readings and things. But uh, for me, probably like a lot more of my manifestation (laughs) has been things like, um, well, things like furniture or certain other like items i i I do a lot of like manifesting in combination with thrift shop like used stuff shopping thrift shopping antiquing that sort of thing um really great combination because i i feel like a a thrift shop is a really convenient portal for the universe to pass through like such an amazing variety of of things um move through (laughs) those sorts of stores so it's a really good, and yard sales, like thrift stops, yard sales, antique stores, those are all really good places for the universe to pass you, like weird things that you wouldn't necessarily, I, I feel like it would be a lot harder to manifest certain things showing up in a Target than to manifest them showing up in a thrift store, you know? So I don't know. I think that's really interesting. And that's that's where I do, have done a lot of manifestations is that sort of thing. Um, I've also, I've done it with, like, job or jobs or clients um, or not, like, well, jobs or really more, like, gigs. I guess I've done both. I mean, yeah, I guess anytime you, like, look for a job, you're technically manifesting a job. People just don't always call it manifesting. And, you know, you have certain requirements, like a certain... There's a certain amount of money that you need to pay your bills, there's a certain amount of hours that you want to work, there's certain number skills that you a certain set of skills that you want to use or or that you do or don't have, can or can't use. And um the universe then will will, you know, opportunities will appear in your path, assuming that you actually walk a path and don't just like sit around at home not looking at job listings um <laughs> or talking to anyone. Um so the the universe will put various opportunities in your path and it's up to you to say either this does meet my needs need again back to Nautilus need this does meet my needs or this doesn't meet my needs and you know I actually do want to talk about this idea that necessity is the mother of invention um and I I looked actually, I wanted to know like where that phrase came from. And apparently it comes from Plato's Republic and necessity is the mother of an invention is like the the modern anglicized version of it. But there's, I, I, I copied this quote from Plato's Republic. This is from book three, I believe of the Republic. And this is from a translation by Benjamin Jowett um, found on the Project Gutenberg website and I've, I've, I've skipped, I've like left out some words that don't need to be here for our purposes. So this is not a perfect quote, but here you go. A state. So they're talking about like, how does society start, right? Like how do, how do states and societies and republics come about a state? I said arises as I conceive out of the needs of mankind. No one is self-sufficing, but all of us have many wants. Can any other origin of a state be imagined? Then as we have many wants and many persons are needed to supply them, one takes a helper for one purpose and another for another. And when these partners and helpers are gathered together in one habitation, the body of inhabitants is termed a state. <laughs> you know, more or less. And, and they exchange with one another and one gives and another receives under the idea that the exchange will be for their good. Then I said, let us begin and create an idea, a state. And yet the true creator is necessity, who is the mother of our invention. So what I think this has to do with magic is one of the things that we hear talked about in magic a lot that, that comes up in magic all the damn time, because it's super, super true, is that like your intention is at least half of the equation. And when I say your intention, I'm not just meaning like, you can't just say like, oh, this is my intention and speak it really clearly and then walk away and expect it to manifest one part of what is meant by the power of your intention and the power of your focus focus i would also say is really important to magic right and that's why like so many spells i feel like so many spells the actual spell is just like a ritualized way of concentrating our focus for a certain period of time so that our focus will come back to that over time as a way of like helping make the magic happen over time. Am I making sense? I hope I'm making sense. Okay, so focus. Is this irony by the way? Is this like true irony? The fact that I'm like having trouble focusing while I'm talking about the importance of focus? Cause I feel like I've never really 100% understood the true definition of irony. And I think that might be it. Maybe I'm gonna look it up in a bit. Focusing. You know what? I'm going to take a, as I often find helps. I'm going to take a moment to focus by slowing down, taking a few deep breaths, and applying some focus pocus to my temples and my inner wrists, which I, for some reason, did not do before beginning to record this episode. Um, I've talked about this on a bunch of my episodes before you'll probably notice if there's a like a point during an episode where i've applied it you'll probably notice that the episode gets a little clearer right after that point you'll probably notice that the episodes where i've applied it beforehand have seemed a little more clear and better organized um it's 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 one of my favorite potions it's equal parts kid power and rosemary or maybe i do a little extra i might do like double the kid power to the rosemary actually because rosemary's pretty serious business um so kid power and rosemary essential oils and then i dilute it with some extra jojoba and roll it on and uh helps me focus so i'm going to take a couple deep breaths and then i'm going to come back and speak to you a little more you can take a couple deep breaths with me now i recommend it really good, too. It's like rosemary and vanilla and orange. It's so lovely. So lovely. So, focus. Being the center of magic. The power of focusing our intention. Right. So, need strengthens your focus because it causes stress. And because of this, true need can actually help magic work. And I think the only things that are actually as good as true need, which this is important because I haven't found a way to artificially generate any of these things and it kind of sucks. And if you have any tips on like generating any of these three things at will, please pass them on to me. So true need is one of them, right? That's a really strong motivator because it causes a lot of stress. True hunger also um, is a really strong motivator motivator like if you if you actually like really crave something you know you'll you'll think about it a lot and you'll go out you'll go pretty far out of your way to make it happen um and then i think true love maybe i don't know there's there's probably some other things that can help You know, passion is really good. But is passion just another kind of hunger? What's the difference between true love and need and hunger? I don't know. Anyhow, these things are all really helpful for making magic, for manifesting, because they all strengthen our focus on those things. So... For example, when I have needed money, like to pay rent or to survive or to pay a bill or whatever, I have always been able to come up with it before any consequences were like became dire. Because there was a need, and the need. The true need made my focus strong enough that I was actually dedicated enough to the manifestation of what I quote unquote needed or perceived that I needed. Because the truth is, I I don't need a lot of the stuff that I have. Um, But I. I. I perceive a true need you know i could i could get a lot more things could get a lot more dire than they've ever gotten for me and i would still be okay so you know i would still have survived um i could lose my house and still survive i could lose my car and still survive i could lose my job and still survive i could lose all three of those things and still survive at least for a while you know um but I I think it's pretty understandable that my body, my brain perceives having those things as needs. And so if anything ever threatens me having those things or me not being able to support a lifestyle that includes shelter, transportation, <laughs> employment, and food, um, and in the summer in Texas, air conditioning. <laughs> um Like my my body, my brain sees those as needs. And because I perceive those as needs, manifestations that are meant to fulfill those needs have always been successful for me because it has made my focus so strong. Now, when I just sit down and think to myself, oh, how something would be nice. And maybe I put it on my vision board because I like the idea of it. Um, those things don't happen or they very rarely happen for me. Like occasionally something that I put on my vision board, just like as an afterthought, um, or cause I liked it aesthetically or whatever, you know, something, something will come into play that in a, in a sometimes kind of funny way, you know, makes it all, makes it all make sense. It's like, oh, that kind of did happen, but like not in the way that I meant or not in the way that I expected. Or or, you know, an opportunity comes to me and I take it. And 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 so maybe I I got to fit something into my year that I would have liked, but that I necessarily there wasn't necessarily putting a lot of energy behind making happen. But where I'm going here is that if you have a true hunger for something, your willingness to do what it takes to make it happen increases significantly you know having, having a true hunger a true passion or a true need for something increases your focus significantly in in a way that makes you that much more likely to successfully manifest your intention your goal your need your want the thing that you hunger for the thing that you crave, the thing that you are passionate about, the thing that you require. And when I just kind of want something or think like that would be nice, um I don't I don't usually succeed in manifesting it. And this has been troublesome to me because I would really like to move out of struggle mode out of uh what's the word survival yeah i would like to move away from you know out of survival mode and into thrive mode um but i know that my body on a gut level still perceives that as like a it would be really nice to move out of survival mode and into thriving mode but my subconscious body is not yet at a point where it is totally disgusted by the idea of staying in survival mode on a day-to-day basis like right now my 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 gut my body my intuition my inner child whatever like still accepts that as as like a necessary reality like well It would be nice to not be in survival mode all the time, but maybe next year, you know, in in another life. Like that can't, here's why that can't happen right now. Or I I understand that like, or, but I don't really need, this is the truth. This is the truth. It's the way that I feel in my body is that I don't really need to move out of survival mode. Like I'm surviving. All that I need is to survive and I am surviving. And I have really strong hungers for things, but I also have ADD. And (laughs) that is, well, this actually is one of the main reasons that I've been considering like seeking an official diagnosis and seeking treatment is because uh, I hate it. I hate it, but I I am at the point where things that matter so much to me don't get done because i i can't make myself stay focused long enough it doesn't if i'm not looking at it it doesn't stress me out enough to put my back into it does that make sense and i don't know what (laughs) adhd drugs do exactly like i don't know what effect they would have on my brain but i wonder if it might make it easier this is like this is like so close to my heart i might cry here But sometimes I wonder if some sort of medication might make it easier to remember my true hunger in moments when I'm not, like, suffering because of an unfulfilled need, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Because I... When I get to thinking about things, God, I get so hungry. I'm so hungry for life. But when I'm just going through the motions, I'm just going through the motions. I'm just trying to make it through the day. I'm just. Exactly. I am just trying to make it through the day. That's all that I'm doing. And I'm not proud of that because... I want my hunger to carry me further and I want to be able to make things matter more to me than, well, I don't want to say than they do because they, it's like they do. I just, I just don't remember all the time how much they matter. Does that make sense? Is that the best way of saying it? I don't know. So, my point here is that if, if you know of ways to fake something being a need or to trick yourself into believing that you actually need something and don't just want it or think it'd be nice, um, if you know how to do that, you can do so much. I think I truly believe that if you can trick yourself into believing that you literally need something, you'll be able to create it. You'll be able to create it. And I think that the the thing is, is that so many of us talk ourselves out of believing that we need something. And I think that's what I've done. Um, and, and I think I need to learn to untalk myself out of believing that I need what I crave, what I hunger for. And I Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I need to trick myself, my subconscious, my body, my intuitive body back into believing and or knowing that my mission in this life is actually really important and it's kind of a need that i fulfill it it's kind of a need that i live into my mission it's kind of a, i need to get my creative work out there before my life is over i need to get my health together you know i need to get my album out i need to i really do and i when i say album i mean like so many of them but like i need to get the first one out at least gosh so now these, that's a, that's a rune that I'll be working with. But so the question is, you know, if these things are so important to me, what am I willing to sacrifice to make them happen? Am I willing to delete apps off of my phone so that I, I can't just automatically turn to those so that I, I have to find something else to do in the moment. Am I willing to sacrifice certain creative projects so that other creative projects can get the focus they deserve or perhaps so that I can sleep more than six hours a night at least once a week? Or, like, man, like, did you hear how stingy I just was with doling myself out sleep hours? Like... How much would I really have to sacrifice to be able to get eight hours of sleep a night? I don't know. I don't know what I would have to give up getting done or what I would have to, because I'm also, I'm saying to myself that like, oh, I would have to give up getting so many things done in order to get that much sleep. But then it's like, well, would you have to give up, would you have to give up getting things done? Or could you give up, facebook or (laughs) could you give up scrolling on instagram or could you give up watching youtube or you know could you give up reading and the truth is i gave up reading for so many years not like completely but like fiction i gave up reading fiction for so many years because i i told myself it was a waste of time um well, I didn't like say that. <laughs> but I think that's what I believed. Um and it was it's not I, I never judged other people for it. It wasn't like I thought other people were wasting their time by reading fiction. I just thought that I didn't have time for that. Um because I was too busy. And I'm I'm learning that being busy is not a virtue. Like I once thought it was. Um it's rather Perhaps a sign of of mismanagement. Yes. Yes. Busyness is is not a virtue. It's a sign of mismanagement. I think that's true. So. Yes, if I'm hungry, if I'm really hungry, what am I? And I hope I'm not confusing you. When I say hungry, I don't necessarily just mean for food. Um. (laughs) I haven't been talking about food at all, but if you've been talking about food, if what you're really, really hungry for is a really good pizza, you manifest that shit. You go right ahead and you manifest that shit. But what I'm really, really hungry for is life, is playing music for people, playing music that I wrote for people, and Hearing them sing along or seeing them cry or hearing them tell me that it meant something to them. Um, writing and, and seeing my my words printed on the page and and knowing that people are reading them, sharing my experiences and my knowledge, and knowing that other people are benefiting from from learning from them. These are the things I'm hungry for. Having uh having a child having children and teaching them, but also learning from them and growing through that experience. That's something I'm really hungry for. And so I have to ask myself the questions, what am I willing to sacrifice to make room on my plate for these things? And making room, that's a big part of it. So I have to talk about this because these are several. I have there are several like physical things that I have manifested on purpose or accidentally um, or whatever. You you tell me what you think Um, by getting rid of other things by sacrificing other things. So decluttering is a really really good example of this, Um, and this has happened to me. Uh, th- this happened to me the last time I was decluttering actually. So So when I went through my closet this past year and I I parted with a lot of clothes and for whatever reason I ended up parting with most of my red clothes. Um like a good number of them and it wasn't like I wasn't vibing with red. Um, Like, I I felt like I did need red. I just felt like I wasn't vibing with the red things that I had or most of them. So I parted with a lot of them. I thanked them for their service. I, you know, said goodbye and uh, we went our separate ways. And literally as soon as I had actually, like, donated, sold and donated most of what was in... uh, of what I had picked out of my closet to part with. Um, like the next day I get a package from my friend Carissa and I open it and there was no note or anything with it. I think she told me the story later, um, but it was this red dress and it was super cute, vintage, exactly my size, really like high quality fabric, just really beautiful red dress. And It turned out that this like another friend had bought this like seen this thought of me bought it for me set it aside for me for and then like for like months it was just like oh i'll probably see her soon um like she'll probably come over soon or whatever like kept thinking that it was gonna be time to to give it to me and then never did and then handed it off To our mutual friend Carissa, who was about to go see me, (laughs) who came to my house, forgot to give it to me, went back to her home in another state, and then like a month later, conveniently right after I had just parted with almost all of my like casual red clothes, sent it to me. And I just think it's it's really interesting the way that like this thing was coming to me, this dress was coming to me the whole time. But it literally could not make its way into my home until I had cleared the space for it, until I had created the space for it. And it was like, while I had all of these other like red clothes that I wasn't wearing and wasn't loving and wasn't using, they were taking up space and they were taking up the space that that red dress now lives in. And so, I don't know. The, I really see that as like that red dress couldn't come to me until I cleared the space for it. And then as soon as that space was clear, those energetic blockages, the energetic pathways like opened right up and the universe was like, "Ah, oh, the pathway is clear. Let us center the dress now. I, like this dress went on such a, it it took such a circuitous route to get to me, you know, and the fact that it came to me literally right after I parted with like almost all of my casual red stuff. I don't know. It just, it felt very, um, very much like magic and not a coincidence. And so again, it wasn't like, I wasn't like manifesting a cute vintage red dress, um, but I was manifesting that I had like, like I, I am still manifesting a wardrobe that covers the spectrum of my potentiality for expression, like that allows me to express myself in a, a, a thousand different ways, depending on how I feel when I wake up in the morning and go to put on clothes. Um, and also in which like, I you know, I want a wardrobe with this many options, but also where like, I love every single piece in it. There's not a single thing that's in there, like just cause I might need it. I want everything in there to be something that I love. And so I actually I actually got to a point where everything in there was something that I absolutely loved. But it, it did mean sacrificing some things that were covering some bases. Like, oh, well, you got to have some casual red stuff. Well, and I I just, I sacrificed that idea that I just needed to have some casual red stuff, whether I liked it or not. Got rid of the stuff that I didn't absolutely love, which was most of it. And then this new thing that I absolutely loved that covered this, this section of my potentiality of expression of like casual red came to me. I don't know. I'm over explaining this probably, but I thought it was pretty special. So that's my story of my red dress. And I have another very similar story of a smoky quartz. I have a piece of smoky quartz that I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite crystals. It's carved into this little flame shape. Um, and I just, ugh, I just love it. And I lost it. I could not find it once. And I lost this stone for literally a year. I lost it on Samhain, um, like, at my Sawin party. And I kind of thought that somebody had taken it from the party. Like, I really didn't want to believe that somebody I had invited into my home had taken my favorite smoky quartz. But I kind of was, like, coming to accept that that was what had happened because I didn't know what else to make of it. Like, that was the last time I'd seen it, and I literally had not seen it since then. And... Uh, people people i had a lot of crystals i still have a lot of crystals but like people would give me crystals all the time right and my boyfriend at the time gave me a couple did he give them to me or did i no i take it back he didn't give them to me um well he broke one of mine and then replaced it so he kind of gave me one but i had these smoky quartz hearts and I kind of got them to give as gifts. But often when I get crystals to give as gifts, it's like, well, I get like five of the same. And it's like, well, I can keep one of them. Right. And then I just end up with like one of everything. And then I have so many crystals. And or sometimes I think, well, what if I kept three for gritting? <laughs> what if I kept three instead of one? So anyhow, I, I got to this point. I just decided that it was time to part with the smoky quartz heart I don't like I don't know why I decided that I just had this feeling that it that I needed to let go of it and I think I might have been having a feeling that I generally needed to let go of more crystals in general um but I specifically got this feeling around the smoky quartz heart and I gave it to my friend Happy and within an hour I opened this box this jewelry box that had been in my craft room with who knows what else in it um that I had literally not opened since Solan the previous year, and it had my stone in it. But it was, it was like that. That smoky quartz could not. There was no room for that smoky quartz to come back into my life while I was still carrying around this other smoky quartz heart. Like, what purpose does my beautiful smoky flame have in my life if I already have a smoky that I'm carrying around in my purse or whatever? So. I don't know. That was another example of where I felt like holding on to something that wasn't, you know, how we talked earlier about like how every no holds the space for the perfect yes. Well, holding on to something that should be a no because I'm so attached to the idea of saying yes can take up the space that your perfect yes is coming to fill. And if you've, you know, if you've got the wrong thing in your space when the right thing comes along, You might not recognize the right thing or have the opportunity to take it because you don't have the space for it. You don't have the space for it. So my advice to you here is if there's a thing or it doesn't even have to be a thing, you know, it could be, uh, it could be a job or it could be a relationship or it could be an activity that you want more of in your life. Let's say reading, because I actually do really want to read more this year, um, so if I say okay, well, I really want to read more books this year. Um, I'm gonna set my my Goodreads 2022 reading challenge. I've already decided to 24 books, which feels a little daunting, but I think that with the help of audiobooks, I can do it. Um, I think without audiobooks, I'd be utterly lost, but I think with the help of audiobooks, I can do it. Um, and I'm actually really excited about it. And I actually think that 24 is not that many. It's just more than I've read in any recent year. So the question then becomes, well, obviously, I don't have just like empty space in my days, right? There's no time in my life that's just blank where I'm literally just doing nothing, right? I'm doing something, even if it's just sitting and scrolling or watching YouTube, like I'm doing something. So the question then becomes, what will I sacrifice in order to fit more reading in my life? And that's I'm not going to go about answering this question with you here right now, because I I told myself I was going to try and make this a shorter episode. And I think we can wrap this up pretty soon. <sighs> And then similarly, like, if it's a thing, like, l- let's say I uh, I know <laughs> that we're going to need another bookshelf soon because we've acquired more books than bookshelf. Um, but also, we have the little problem of not really having space in our house right now for another bookshelf. Um, yeah, so... That's something that I've been thinking about is like, I'm aware that we have this need for another bookshelf, but I'm also aware and like I become aware of that need every time I step over a pile of books on the floor, right? Or move a pile of books out of a chair before sitting in it. So I would, I would say this is a need, you know, insofar as chairs are meant to be sat on and not to have books stored in them and the floor is meant to be walked on and have yoga done on it and stuff and not to have books stacked on it, um, you know, insofar as that is the case, another bookcase is kind of a need unless you think that I don't need books and that I should get rid of books instead, which if you think I should get rid of books instead, all I have to say to you is that while i am about to recommend kunmari and all things kunmari to you um and while i have a deep respect deep and abiding respect for marie kondo and all that she has done and all that she has contributed to uh well to the world and to magic whether she knew it or not um also i completely disagree with her attitude on books For my personal life. There may be people. Who are happy. Keeping just a few books. But I am not. One of those people. Um, I have parted. With books in the past. When I've done KonMari. And I'll part with books again. It's not that I'm unwilling to part with books. It's just that. I'm unwilling to part. With books that I like. And I've definitely bought books. And then found that I didn't like some of them and been like, I'm more than willing to part with this. This can leave. That's fine with me. But uh, I've also definitely gotten rid of books because I was like, well, looking at this doesn't spark joy for me. Or I haven't actually read this. Or I don't use this very often. I don't refer to this very often. I've gotten rid of books that I had those feelings towards and regretted it later. And like really regretted it later. Ugh. Ugh. I'm actually, I'm thinking about like three books right now that I really wish I had not parted with. And I just, yeah, I'm not going to explain myself any further. My point is that I do not need fewer books. I need another bookshelf. And therefore, I need to create space in my home for a bookshelf. And therefore, I need to clean up my shit. So I know what I need to do. The question is, can I manipulate the energy of my own highly neurodivergent self and this Capricorn season to invest in the Othala and Ten of Cups of my dreams, get my home in order, get a shelf, and get my books up on a shelf. Can I do that? I don't know. But we're about to find out. So speaking of Kunmari, I've given you my smoky quartz story. I've given you my red dress story. Um, if you need help, yeah, I mean, I disagree with her on the books, but if you need help with decluttering, um, decluttering is the 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 way that we create physical space for new things to come into our life. Um, that's really all that it is, and so I think it's a very very magical thing. It is a sacrifice of the old dead things that no longer serve us it is a shedding shedding maybe that's my word of the year for 2022 i've been trying to think about what's my word of the year for 2022 and shedding came up a lot in the last episode and it's coming up again and it's really resonating and i'm gonna write that down real quick actually okay i wrote it down shedding feels really good I have fears to shed, I have doubts to shed, I have limiting beliefs to shed, I have weight to shed, I have clutter to shed, old skin, old layers of myself, time to shed. I like it. Okay, so... Yes, Marie Kondo, the life-changing magic of tidying up, Spark Joy. Uh, she, those are two books I recommend. Also, she has like a Netflix series that's pretty good, um, and it's just it's really it's 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 good stuff for for getting you into the whole decluttering thing. And I think she she addresses it in a without coming from an explicitly magical perspective. I think she addresses it in a very magical way. Um, another person who addresses this in a very magical way is Karen Kingston in her book, Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui. I believe that's what it's called. I'm saying this from memory, so it might be slightly different, but it'll be in the show notes. Um, that was a really good book. I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much. I read it and then I got the audiobook and listened to it again while I decluttered. And um, yeah, I feel like especially the, like the I don't know, there's a lot of a lot of really interesting Feng Shui information in there. I'm no expert. Um, but I did feel like I I got little tidbits from that book that were really helpful to me and uh, would definitely like go back to it again. And then when I was sharing that I was reading those, um, I got the recommendations to read. Oh shoot, Uh, one of them is called Decluttering at the Speed of Life. I think that's the one that I really enjoyed. I forget the author, but it'll be, the book will be linked in the show notes below again. And then there was another one by that same author. I think it was, uh, Decluttering at the Speed of Life. Um, No, I don't remember the name of the other one, but you'll, if if you see that one, I'll probably link that one down below actually also. Anyhow, so yeah, I would recommend those. I, I would especially recommend the audiobooks because you can listen to the audiobook while you declutter. Who'd thunk? Yeah, so that's a pretty cool thing to do. Also, um, something that I have worked through part of and had like so many, I feel like level ups and like revelations and upgrades just from participating in. Even as far as I've participated in it, which is less than 20% so far, um, I've still had, like, so much positive change come from this. And that is uh, Luciana's Pentacle program. It's called Get Your Shit Together with a Pentacle, and it's part of her Patreon. So Luciana hosts or is, like, the founder of, I don't know, whatever, what's called the Possibility Department. And she has a patreon and i subscribe at i think the ten dollar tier i give her eleven dollars though because magic numbers um and that gets me access to a bunch of things actually she's like a bunch of audio meditations and stuff too but also and like uh subscriber only podcast episodes all the cool stuff but the uh, one of the other things that it gets you access to and this is specifically why i subscribe at that level is for the get your shit together with the pentacle program and that it was originally called Manifest with the Pentacle, I think. Um, so that should give you an idea of kind of well, I don't know. You go look at it. It's really, really good. It helps you like break down your goals, your intention, your your intended manifestation according to the elements, the points of the pentacle, earth, air, fire, water, spirit, and to like work through it work through the elements sequentially and methodically and magically and like through reflection and action to uh bring your reality into alignment with your intention and it's just it's really well thought out it's really well done and luciana is a fantastic creator so uh i support her i support you supporting her i support all sorts of people supporting her and i think the pinnacle program is really great and you should try it so that's that um yeah and i think that i i just want to revisit again the idea that like ritualizing the sacrifice and i don't know if this is i don't know if i'm revisiting this or if i'm saying this for the first time While we are making sacrifices all the time, constantly, whether we like it or not, whether we mean to or not, whether we know it or not, choosing to claim awareness of our sacrifices and to claim responsibility for our sacrifices and to choose consciously what sacrifices we make and what we're sacrificing to, I think that that's really important and is magical even if you don't ritualize it. But I think that ritualizing that choice, ritualizing the sacrifice, is a really good way to reinforce the intention in your own head and in the patterns of energy that you're broadcasting out to the universe. So to me, there is a little more or a lot more power in saying speaking what I'm sacrificing to my gods over a fire as I like burn an effigy or, or you know written words on paper or whatever symbolizing the thing that I'm sacrificing and like as I nourish Perhaps magically or ritually, you know, whatever the, this idea of what it is that I'm manifesting, that I'm calling into my life, that I'm calling into being in my life. And um, that's all I have to say. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, that was a lot. Oh, quick announcement. Also, if you do still somehow like to hear me talk, I will be a guest on an an upcoming episode in the coming season or Is it the current season or the coming season? I'm not really sure. Uh, Sometime in early 2022 of the podcast, Your Average Witch, which is one of my absolute favorite podcasts. It's run by this lovely woman, Kim. um, And she's super fun. And she asks really good questions. And I'm saying this now because obviously you can't go listen to my episode now unless you're listening to this episode in the future. But what you can do is you can go and binge listen to all of her episodes so that when the one with me comes out you'll be all caught up and you can go listen to that one too Um, on the other hand if you're tired of listening to me talk I would highly recommend that you unsubscribe to this podcast and you can listen to all the other episodes of your average witch but definitely don't listen to the one with me in it but you don't have to worry about that yet if it's still 2021 or like yeah, I don't know because it's it's not out yet. I'm not sure exactly when it'll be out, but just saying if you're if you're tired of listening to me talk, um, watch out for that one. Don't listen to it. So, all that said, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with me today. Um, we kind of just did go over the resources. I just didn't say that we were going to. They'll be linked down below, and. Uh, Your homework, again, I already told you what your homework was, but I'm going to review it real quick, what the assignment is. You can write it down in your agendas. Um, (laughs) Please read. No, um, your homework this week is to ask yourself, what are you sacrificing? What are you sacrificing to? And are you happy with the answers to those questions? And if not, what are you going to do to change it? Please submit your homework responses as voice messages or written messages to my uh, Instagram at Welcome to Magic School or to my email at dot. No, that's my website. Uh, at, no, oh my gosh, <sighs> the internet. My email address is vervainandtheroses at gmail.com. Whew, made it. Made it through the end of the email address. Okay. And there's also contact forms on both my personal witchy personal services website, which is for Vaynathroses.com, and on my podcast website, welcome to magic school.com. So you can find contact info there. But please, I would love to hear from you about your experience doing the homework i love it when you send me voice messages or audio files because i can just pop them right into the podcast and share them with people Um, but if you send me written stuff too i'll go ahead and read it i don't have a problem doing that Uh, also i have no problem i would love to share your thoughts and experiences on past homework assignments on future episodes so if it's like 2025 or 2032 and you're listening to this right now as long as i'm still doing welcome to magic school still send me your homework i want to hear about it i want to know about it i want to know about other people's experiences part of the benefit of running a fucking magic school is getting to learn from everyone else like i'm not just here to teach i'm here to learn too and i think it's better i think magic school is better when we learn together (laughs) and that's going to be part of our welcome to magic school theme song magic school is better when we learn together No, just kidding. Am I just kidding? Who knows? Who can say? The last time I was just kidding about writing a song, I wrote it, so. (laughs) Anyhow, I love you guys. If you're still here, please subscribe, rate, and review, especially if you feel like giving me five stars and a really nice review. Um, You can currently review Welcome to Magic School on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, I think, and Audible, maybe, there might be another one. I don't remember. Apple Podcast is the really big one. That really helps if you rate and review and subscribe there. It just really helps other people. It's a big discovery platform, so it really helps other people find this podcast and benefit from it as well, um, which is to say also if you have benefited from anything that you've learned on this or any other episode of Welcome to Magic School, I would really appreciate you sharing this podcast on social media, um, just like screenshot or whatever. Uh, or sharing one of our Instagram posts or sharing to your, your Instagram story, whatever. If you tag at Welcome to Magic School on Instagram, I will repost. I will love you forever. Well, if you say nice things, I'll love you forever, probably. Um, <laughs> I'll be very grateful to you. We are eternally grateful. <laughs> okay, sorry. Does anyone else? I'm not sorry. Why do I say sorry all the time? Speaking of conscious language upgrades. All right. Five stars for if you want Abigail to come teach us about words. The end. Love you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. That's it. Thanks for listening. Have an absolutely magical day. And I will see you next week on Welcome to Magic School, where you'll learn how to level up every aspect of your life and make your everyday magical one step at a time, with witchcraft that works.